The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Coach Mike in the house. If you missed the first part of today's show, it will be on a podcast. SM TN Prep Sports Today. The first hour will all be in there. Catch all the action from the rundown and not in prep sports talk, as uh, Mo and I discuss why FCS football should or should not play in the spring. That was fun. Uh, and then Shane Clark from Lawrence County, hoops coach down there, or former hoops coach, uh, he uh, took some time with us this morning. So we appreciate him. So if you missed any part of that, again, SM-TN Prep Sports today. Is available wherever you get your podcasts. The second hour is also available wherever you get your podcasts. That will be available just after the show, and you can hear all of the things that we're about to talk about. If you miss any of it, you have to step away. That's okay. Thanks for watching on Facebook and listening on WKOM and worldwide on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Now we get a chance to do what we do every Monday. This is what this is the the one thing I look forward to on Mondays, Mo. And you mean besides hanging out with me? Well, this is the thing that gets me up in the morning. This is it. Um. So we get to bring in Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, who is fantastic. Love listening to him on the radio. Uh, he is brought to you each week by the law offices of Blake Kelly. Give Blake a call, 305-4539. That's 615-305-4539. Or find him on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Chip, welcome in, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Well, it's always it's what I get up for as well on Monday, Chris, just to, to be able to talk to you and Mo. Well, and and there's, you know, there's something to be said for that. I don't know what it says about you, but there's something to be said about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh boy it's amazing how pretty it is outside and just you know you kind of appreciate this after you know what we went through and and over the weekend and you know i i was i was actually i was in columbia on a good part of the day on saturday and 
saw all this rain coming down and it just, you know, grew, having grown up out on Carter's Creek, uh, talked to my, called my sister and, but okay, has the creek out? Yep. It's across the field down in the creek bottom. So that was the same, but, but, uh, I was one of those back in the day, Mo, that, uh, when, uh, in the old, the old Riverside elementary school, when, uh, we actually got out of school several extra days back during a flood in the seventies, uh, than everybody else. I mean, the whole County shut down for a little while, but, but, uh, because the whole bottom floor of Riverside mm -hmm. was underwater, uh, uh, we had to, uh, we, we got several extra days off and, and then, uh, participated in the actual cleanup, of the basement, which, you know, now they would have us wrapped in saran wrap and everything else because they wouldn't want us near, you know, what could have been river water. But, you know, we all just, you know, kind of went in there and helped, you know, and threw out waterlogged books and, and, uh, and shoved mud out the door and some other stuff. So, but, uh, you know, the, old, the, the, the duck can, can get up and, 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 uh, and be a little bit mean when uh, when it gets water like that. Create some problems there, yeah. Um, Chip, before we go any further with you this morning, you this morning. I, we, we got to ask you. Two pretty prominent Lady Raiders are in the transfer portal. What do you know about that what do you situation? Know about that situation? Uh, you know, not a ton. Uh, am I... Am I totally surprised no um in this year where everything has kind of gone a little bit gone a little bit uh, wacky uh the one thing i do know is that they are not the only hayes sisters who mm -hmm. are in the transfer portal there is a third uh at notre dame right so uh i don't you know only the only thing i could say is if you extrapolated any of that mm -hmm. is I, I don't know are they trying to go somewhere together somewhere as a group mm -hmm. I, I i don't know but uh so that's really you know it, it it's a little surprising i mean to me and i'm not just talking about their case the amount of kids across the country that that have jumped in some i think may have gotten good advice. I think there are a ton of them who have gotten bad advice. And this even goes back to football mm -hmm. uh, this year uh, in, in that, you know, there's more people in the transfer portal than there are places to land. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and I'm not sure they understand that. Sometimes a bird in the hand uh, is, is not a bad thing. Um, I know on the men's side this year, uh, as of last Friday in Conference USA, there were 26 players in the in the transfer portal. Three from middle. Uh, I think the most I saw was five from actually UAB. But mm -hmm. UAB has had a couple of really good pickups, including KJ Buffin. Uh, but two outstanding players from Marshall, Jared West and. And uh, Jansen Williams uh, both leaving, probably. Well, Tavion Kinsey at Marshall was gonna, he's going to be drafted, so he's going to be gone. And then their next two best players were West and 
Williams and they're leaving. And I, I don't, sometimes I just don't understand the, the, you know, the reasoning or if there is any reasoning right. and, you know, we are seeing a lot of kids uh, that, you know, being held accountable sometimes they're they're not happy about that but you know that's a long answer and, and really just a small part of it to your question but you know the bottom line is i i've not seen or heard any of the reasoning why uh maybe there could be family situation that's extenuating there i don't know but uh, i did think it was interesting that not only uh uh Annie and and Aislinn, but also their sister at Notre Dame, all went in at the same time. I didn't realize they had all gone in at the same time, but I did know that they were all in there. Like you said, Anastasia, Aislinn, and um, Alasia up at Notre Dame. So um, whether they are looking to all land at the same place, I thought that at one time they had voiced that desire coming out of high school. So it'll be interesting to see if they are able to – to pull that off. And, and like you said, Chip, uh, (laughs) transfer portal just seems like it's where all the cool kids are these days. I don't know, but, um, between kids going from school A to school B and kids coming out of high school and kids coming out of JUCO and that kind of thing, there are going to be, like you said, more athletes than there are places and, yeah. At some point, that's going to create an issue. And, and Coach Stockstall, uh, and, and 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 I deal with Coach Stock and Coach McDevitt a little closer. I mean, I see Coach Ensel a good bit. Uh, but also, you think about, you know, every sport. I mean, Coach Stockstall, I mean, said just almost verbatim on his one of his last radio shows last year, is he said that, the this, the high school senior class of 2021 is getting a raw deal because you know they're continuing to go through the system, but at the four year schools and the junior colleges, they've all hit pause on their clocks. Mm-hmm. It's causing a backlog in the system, but still the high schools are putting out all these kids. Where are they going to go? And then in baseball, and you know how important junior college baseball is to division one baseball or four-year college, whether it's division one, division two, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they are pausing for a second year. So you could in baseball in junior college, you could actually, if you played it right, if you wanted to, I'm not sure why you would want to, but you could actually play four years at a junior college and still, and then be a sophomore going after four years, be a sophomore going to a four-year school or get drafted or whatever. But you'd have to be a part-time student in the fall to not use up that part of your clock. But uh, I, was, I was talking to a guy this morning about that, and 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 he was saying that that's a that that is a real issue for high school baseball players right now. Who are there's a he said that there are a ton of good players. In, on high school and travel teams that coaches would love to have right now, their roster is full and it's not moving. They're, they're not moving out of the system. You know, we'll see how the draft, you know, what that does in June to uh, kind of help alleviate some of that pressure. But that's a, you know, that's a, 
that, that's a big thing right now. Yeah, you know, Chip, you mentioned that because you're right. It, a lot of the kids that we're seeing in our area, you know, if you're not Division One talents, you may end up at uh, prep schools for a year or more. So uh, it's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. Uh, you know, the uh, the TMIs and places like that, you know, they could, they could all of a sudden see a start. But it's going to be, you know, the, the NCAA, you know, and they still have not, if I'm correct, guys, you can correct me, everybody expects them to pass the one-time transfer uh, you know, do not pass go, do not collect dollars, you know, get out of jail free card and, and, and make it a one-time deal. Uh, they have not. Everybody has jumped into the deep end of the pool here. Waiting. So it's going to be, uh, and, and I'm sure all of that will start to work itself out as soon as, uh, the NCAA tournament uh, gets completed. So it, it will be a, a, an interesting situation. It's going to be a, a tough another year. And in particular, you, you really feel for this year's high school senior class across the board, any of those kids who had an opportunity to either be, uh, be go and play in college either on scholarship or as, as a preferred walk-on somewhere. Speaking on the um, Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, and I'm sure you're right, Chip, that that Mark Emmert and the NCAA will turn their attention to that once they get done with the NCAA tournament. Right now they've kind of got their hands full with a different um, firestorm, for lack of a better phrase. But um, shifting gears, how much baseball did the Blue Raiders get played this weekend? They played them all, played all four. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were in Birmingham and worked out good. They went two and two, uh, split a doubleheader. They 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 did do some shifting around. They they played the doubleheader on Friday, and they split that. UAB won on Saturday and middle, came back and and got a uh, got you know good starting pitching again on uh, on Sunday. And ended up two and two uh, coming out of the weekend, and will be uh, back at home. They'll be at home this weekend. With it being um, with it being Easter weekend, they move everything back a day, and it will be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series with the venerable Rice Owls coming into town, coached by former Tennessee Tech coach. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Yep. This will be what his third year. Third, third year, year I think. yeah, third yeah. year. Last, yeah. yeah, counting Matt Braga. Matt, is it Matt Braga? I no. believe that's right. Yeah, Braga. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they'll they'll be in here six o'clock game on Saturday, uh, or rather Thursday. Uh, doubleheader at one o'clock on Friday, and then uh, an early game eleven a.m. on Saturday, so Rice can. Uh, fly out Saturday afternoon and be back in Houston for, for their, uh, for their weekend, uh, Easter weekend. But softball was supposed to be at home. They had a hastily put together 
weekend series with Georgia Tech. They were supposed to play it – it was going to be the first Power Five to play a, a, a full series in Murfreesboro, and they got one game in on Friday, and then after that everything was washed out. Oh, so, wow. yeah, uh, uh, men's tennis got two top 50 wins over the weekend. Um, and I'm telling you, Jimmy Borendame's team – I mean, number one, he coaches tennis like he's a football coach. It's crazy. And uh, and uh, his team is really good. They beat South Florida, who was ranked 29th uh, yesterday. And uh, they they just – they have a, a, a big, long winning streak at home at the Adams Tennis Complex, which is out there by Old Fort Park, which I don't know if you've been in at the indoor. It's got really good outdoor courts, but the indoor, it's, it's eight indoor courts, and it's – fabulous it's it's and it's one of the best indoor facilities in the entire country and they've done a great job of using that to recruit on both the men's and women's side uh but right now jimmy's team is 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 really enjoying the fruits of that i've not had a chance to see it but i have heard that very thing from a number of folks chip i guess i probably should try to get through there Come on through, but you know, maybe during spring fling, there might be a little, you know, there's a little inclement weather. You might be able to cover something indoors out there. And typically there is inclement (laughs) weather during spring fling. So yeah, that'll um, probably be the play at that point. Yeah. Um, Speaking on the parks, motor sales hotline with the voice of the blue Raiders, Chip Walters. He has brought to us weekly about this time on Mondays by the law offices of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram, or you can give him a call at 615-305-4539. Chip, you mentioned MTSU baseball has rice coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and um, softball getting, getting their series with Georgia Tech reduced to one game. What's next for them now? Uh, they will play at Murray tomorrow, and then they've got their weekend series and conference play is at Charlotte uh, this coming weekend. So that's where they are right now. And uh, they're – let's see here, trying to look at their – where they are at this point. They're about – I think they're like 13 and 9, something like that, softball is. They've, they've, they've had a had a decent start, and, 12. and baseball's getting – 13 and 12. What? 13 and 12. 13 and 12. They play so many games. It's, a, lot. Uh, a lot. So, yeah, you're, you're, uh, I, I was about a week behind right there. But, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but, you know, baseball's getting, like I said, is getting really good starting pitching. Uh, that the, the games on, uh, Friday, that doubleheader in Birmingham just kind of got crazy and, and, and they were hitting the ball all over the, the yard down there. They were supposed to have played, a couple of games at Regions Park, uh, and for whatever reason, they moved everything back over uh, on campus at UAB, which which was fine. It's uh, not the greatest facilities. Mr. Palmer was uh, outside uh, the press box. They had him set up with a nice pop up tent uh, in the stands in a in an in area for him to broadcast, but. Uh, uh, but fortunately, I mean, he had some wind, but he never had any, any rain. So, uh, we didn't have to worry about him getting electrocuted, uh, you know, sitting in the, in the aluminum bleachers. I would just, uh, like to say that, uh, it's a, been a really good week for MTSU softball while they didn't get a chance to, to play 
uh, Georgia Tech in that series. They did get a huge commitment from Kerry Munn out of uh, Coffee County. County. So that is a big, big signing for uh, the Lady Raiders. Commitment. Well, yeah. 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 And, you know, and, 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 you know, Coach Breeden and they have, you know, they have, every softball program around, they, they, you look at them and they, they're, they do two things. They, they recruit at home and they recruit in California and Arizona. And you have, no matter where, if you're in Alabama, you're going to have the same thing. Everybody, everybody goes out to California, Arizona, Texas to get the West coast kids who play all the time. And then they recruit, try to recruit the best out of their local area. And, and that was, uh, yeah, you're right. That was big news for them this week. Yeah, Kerry Munn coming out of the same program where Jeff Breeden once coached down at Coffee County and gives them a nice little one-two punch in their recruiting class as far as pitching goes. They already had Claire Woods out of Summertown signed from the fall recruiting period. So um, you can never have too many arms. That's correct. And they in last week had the pitcher of the week in in the league. So so they they uh, they uh, and, that, and that. You know, that's some of the struggle. You know, in, in that sport, is is to find the right arms that and that you. Are, I mean, the correct arms for your program. Some are some are right, some are left. But, <laughs> uh, but to find the correct arms to do the job for you, and you know, and, and the thing with softball, you get that good one, you can ride that horse for a long time. That's Monica Abbott and UT. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Corinna Dodd, who uh, had, or at that time was an 079 ERA and ninth best among pitchers with at least 44 innings pitched nationally. So, uh, yes, Miss Dodd having a heck of a season for the Lady Raiders, no doubt. Good deal. Absolutely. All right, Chip. I hate that our time has come to an end this morning. Uh, it goes by so fast. Those those twenty minutes just like fly by. Um, time, but, uh, time flies when you're having fun. It, right? it, it does. It does. But we appreciate your time as always and your insight on the uh, Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Absolutely. Hope everybody has a great day in the dimple. Stay dry. You know, this would be Mule Day week, so you know. Come on to town, spend some money, go to the restaurants, do that kind of thing anyway. So just come on in and visit. Just wear your mask. That's, that's right. <laughs> just be be good. Be smart. Think, think, think positive, so, test negative, right, Chip? That's exactly. Think positive, test negative. That's the mantra. That's it. All right. That's Chip Walters on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, brought to you by the law offices of Blake Kelly. And uh, we appreciate his time, as always, on Monday um, when we return, we will talk some college hoops, plenty of it to talk about and to react to, uh, as the sweet 16 took place over the weekend and we have elite eight matchups. So we'll get to all that and more when we come back on Southern middle Tennessee sports today, presented by mid Tennessee bone and joints stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898. 
or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Drive. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yalmo, Pat, and Coach Mike with you here on this beautiful Monday in Columbia, Tennessee. As Mo sporting the Dewan Brazelton Pitching Academy pullover this morning. That's solid. Got to support my guy. Should have mentioned this while we had Chip on. Actually, I like the uh, I, I like the logo with the corners hitting the corners. Mm-hmm. That's that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, um, good stuff. Happy to be able to support the the former Tullahoma and MTSU standout XMLB hurler. It's former former guest of the show, and yeah. we need to get him back on here as we get ready to open Opening up. Day. Yeah. Yeah, we between are. between he and Maxwell, we should be able to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should be able to have some some insight to uh, pro baseball. We should, we should. We've we've tried to reach out to some other pro baseball names of local interest and haven't had so much luck. But I feel pretty good about being able to get Jason Maxwell and Dewan Brazelton on at some point. Oh yeah, so. no doubt. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what uh, took place over the weekend in the Sweet 16 as we talk NCAA hoops. Uh, and we can give you an update on our ESPN Bracket Challenge brought to you by our friends over at Amigos Mexican Grill. Do we have to? <laughs> Three of the great locations. Spring Hill, Lewisburg, Chapel Hill. A great fo- great folks and a great place to grab some uh, some delicious Mexican food is of course the uh the folks at amigos mexican grill so go see them make sure to ask about their catering as low as ten dollars a person so here we go let's uh let's just put it this way um i have one team left no sorry two teams left two final four teams no two teams period (laughs) um gonzaga and arkansas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay that sounds familiar <laughs> uh gonzaga and arkansas that's all i'm saying um i think i've got three of my final four still gonzaga baylor and arkansas 
Gonzaga, Baylor, and Arkansas. Okay, so you you'll have two at the end. Baylor and Arkansas. Good luck. Well, I don't have Baylor. Hang on. They play each other. Yeah. So yeah, then, <laughs> then I don't have both of them in my final four then, clearly. So hang on right. a minute. Yeah, I've, who have I got? You definitely don't have Florida State because they, no, got, they got drilled. It, man. Absolutely drilled, which I was not expecting, by the way. No, neither was I. Oh, I've got Gonzaga, Arkansas, and Houston. Mm. You still got three of your four? Exactly. Wow. So. Yeah, I don't know why you're not wanting to talk about it. Shoot, I'd be all over that. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens after this next couple of nights, I guess, because Oregon State has really been on a tear, even though um, SB Sport, SB Nation Sports, I guess, ranked the elite eight teams remaining, and Oregon State is their number eight which I guess makes sense since I came in as a 12 seed. Um, UCLA is ranked seventh in their Elite Eight. Um, Arkansas is sixth. USC is fifth. Houston's fourth. Michigan is third. And then um, Baylor and Gonzaga. Newsflash, Gonzaga is their number one seed. No, yeah, go figure, huh? Going out on a limb there. Scott Beasley in the 99.6th percentile among ESPN bracket pickers. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. No kidding. It's pretty impressive. Um, He's he's been as consistent as anybody. Had 220 in the first round and 200 the last two rounds. So he he knows what he's doing. Um, This ain't his first rodeo, apparently. Yeah. No. And, uh, and, Cully coach's guesses went from two to seventeenth real fast. Hey, you gotta unmute yourself. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Cully, Cully coach's guesses uh, ended up like a snowball in the Sahara. <laughs> Just we, we we melted quick. <laughs> At least you got Gonzaga left. Yeah, you got I got, your champion. I got, I got Gonzaga left and, and stuff like that. When yeah, when Alabama went down, the rest of my rest of my chart went down too. Well, let's so. talk about that. Let's talk let's about Alabama do. because. I absolutely went in on Herb Jones last night and Alabama fans, by the way, because I need this is something that I need to say publicly on the air because (laughs) my timeline and I have a ton Uh of Alabama fans on my timeline on Twitter. And boy, let me tell you, when Auburn loses, it is the most amazing thing to see them quote tweet things and say, quote, War Eagle, comma, anyway, or fought to the end because that's what the official Auburn Twitter does all the time, you know, because that's what they say. Auburn fans are, are Auburn to the core at all times, this, that, and the other. Well, boy, let me tell you after last night, I saw a whole lot of roll tide anyway, and a whole lot of different variations of such because, well, this team sure was fun to watch. They have nothing to hang their heads about. No, you're supposed to be ticked off. You're a number two seed and you beat it. You beat a 15 and a 10 and lost to an 11. Are you kidding me? 
No, you and, don't and have anything 11, to be proud and, about. And 11 that had to play in. Your yeah. SEC player of the year did not make a field goal until there was less than two minutes to go in the game in overtime. Now, now to be fair. He missed five free throws that would have won you the ball game. No, yeah. you do have something to hang your head about, and you absolutely should be ticked off at Herb Jones for being the SEC player of the year and crap in the bed. He choked. How do you really feel? Like that. Um, I didn't get to see the start of the game, but watching Twitter reactions to him being whistled for two charges in, what, 41 seconds? No, I, I think those were actually during the national anthem. <laughs> they got him quick. Yeah. And you don't think that took him out of his game or anything, do you? It doesn't matter. He was over. What did he finish? Two for seven, I think? Three. Three. He scored three baskets in the last two minutes. One of them at the end of the game that he had a dunk and a layup with, like, no time left. And Anyway, yes, it takes him out of his game, but you have to adjust. You're the player of the year. Figure something out. Now, is it all on him to figure something out, or should somebody over there in a plaid sports coat be helping him figure something out? Um, I will give Nate Oates some blame. I think less of it goes on Oates because Alabama has done one thing all year long. They they lived and died by the three-pointer and finding Herb underneath, okay? Herb Jones, I, I want to say, was a, a pretty good free-throw shooter throughout the year. I mean, he was 75% plus. Yeah, yeah. 73, uh, 75, was, something like that. Yeah. He was a three out of four, and he missed – he was two of seven or two of eight in regulation last night. That's choking. Well, the whole team was like 11 oh, they were 25. Awful. They yeah, were so that, awful. You know, they, it's like they had a, a lid on the bucket. Yeah. What's What's really tough is um, Alex Reese stroking that three-pointer to force overtime <sighs> and then them just getting absolutely yeah, smoked in and the extra know, five minutes. That can either go one of, one of two ways. You can either take that momentum – and just carry it right into overtime, or you can get. Or you can do what hype. they did. You can get too <laughs> hype, and let that momentum carry you. And I think that's more what happened. John Petty uh, had a great, you know, had a great year last night. Didn't play great, uh, but he's a guy that you know is consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him, and if he's not shooting well, you got to find somebody else who is. And Alabama typically does that. That's that's the one reason that I'm not giving Nate Oates a lot of blame here, is because he went to his he, he went to his SEC Player of the Year, put the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Well, you gotta you you gotta think this though when you, when you're saying you're gonna give less of the blame to Nate Oates than you are the players. Nate Oates has been in this position a lot more often than they have, but he he can't make free throws for them. There's that. 14 missed free throws. If you make literally two more, you win the game. <laughs> you still could have missed 12 free throws and, and, and won the game. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's my, – my point is that you have to make adjustments as a player. I think at this point in the year, as a coach, you are – you're going to do what's got you there. You're going to dance with the one that brung you. And I don't, I don't blame you there. Mm -hmm. I think 
he put his trust in his players, which he absolutely should have done. And I felt like when you go to the free throw line 25 times and you miss 14 times, then you don't deserve to win. And that's not on the coach. That's that's where I stand. All right. That being said, mm-hmm. these fans mis- have nothing to hang their heads about, this, that, and the other. Bull crap. Well. Yes. It, congratulations. It, uh, out of everything that they could say to the players, I'd rather it be this than. I'm fine with it. Than, than death threats and, and things that we've seen from other fan bases Listen, over the course of this tournament. I don't mind that. Unless you're making fun of Auburn for doing the same thing. That's why you don't get a pass. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing Alabama fans with their roll war eagle anyway. And you turn around and do the same thing? No. No, sir. <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <sighs> Alabama-Auburn fandom is a different fandom than... Almost anything else, clear. I didn't see Hunter Johnson on my timeline at all last night. I don't know why. Hunter Johnson, an Alabama fan. Hunter L. Johnson, yeah, he's okay. He's he's more of a an Auburn hater, troller than he is an Alabama fan. But yes, okay. Anyway, the rest of the games were great. I thought the (laughs) I thought the Arkansas Oral Roberts game was absolutely worth the price of admission to the Sweet Sixteen. If you didn't watch it, you didn't realize just how close Arkansas came to losing that game on that inbounds play. That inbounds play was, was sharp. Yeah. That, that last second inbounds play, he gets all the way down, gets himself a spot-up three. And it marked the and second time this year that Arkansas has almost lost to Oral Roberts, actually, because I think <laughs> Oral Roberts was up on them during they the regular were. season before eventually falling 80-70, to 70, I think, was the score. So, Musselman and that bunch knew – what they had coming, and 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 yet, they they nearly fell to him again. So, big win for the Razorbacks finally. And the rest of the games, Alabama, UCLA, Arkansas, Oral Roberts. That was pretty much it. I mean, the rest of them were pretty blah. Uh, blowouts, even now, Oregon State, Loyola was okay, but Oregon State led led the whole game. I mean, it never felt like they were in any trouble. Well, Houston yeah. had to come back against Syracuse. Yeah, but once they – I mean – But once they did – It was – yeah, yeah, yeah it really didn't ran. have any any drama emotion. No, no. Uh, as far as the Elite Eight games, you said you you, you saw a, uh, a ranking? Yeah, yeah. SB Nation um, ranked the teams one through eight. And like I said, shock of all shockers, Gonzaga is – they're number one of the final eight. Baylor's are number two, so I guess that's that would be their pick for the championship game, Gonzaga and Baylor. That would make sense. Um, they've got Michigan as the three. I tell you, Michigan looks really good against Florida State yesterday, which was my national champion. They got some help. There was one official in particular who seemed to make every call that went against Florida State, but, you know. It happens. Um, Houston is their number four, followed by USC, Arkansas. Wow, USC, the sixth seed, is ranked They're, higher. Yeah. Than, hmm, okay. UCLA and Oregon State. Pac-12 with three Elite Eight teams? Yeah, it's all Bill Walton's fault. He said it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. 
coming out of the haze. <laughs> Boy, I would love I, I would love to see uh, Gonzaga, um, Arkansas, Houston, and Michigan in the finals, final four. There, that would be cool. What's, I, that, what's that? Three number ones in Arkansas? No, Arkansas, uh, Houston's a two. Okay. Illinois was the one out of that bracket. That's right. I, I would just be – I would enjoy watching Houston and Arkansas go at it. I think that's a that's a game that, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Old Southwest Conference. Yep. That's why I think it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. Way that, the way that those two teams play, it, it really would be uh, fantastic Yeah, I, I think they are kind of mirror images to some degree of each other. I, I think that would be a fun game to watch as well. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Mick – Cronin and UCLA get to the Final Four after being in the play-in game. Now that that would be something. The only other team to do that was V. Well, the, did VCU get to the finals? They got to the Final Four. I don't. Did they play with, in? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. VCU was a play-in. Uh, with I, with current Marquette coach Shaka Smart. Marquette coach. That's right. Um, yeah, so, I guess. Speaking of coaches being named, Mike Woodson apparently is official. At Indiana. That's a good hire for them. Well, depends on who you ask. I tend to agree with you. But, you know, we we both recognize that Indiana isn't Indiana. You don't want Bobby Knight walking through that door, especially now. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that works out because they've, they've swung and missed a lot here recently. They have. I, I I will be interested to see how it works. We'll see. Uh, I think it will be. Um, I think it's going to be a good thing for for Indiana to to kind of they they need to decompress and start over, and and with one of their own. Yeah, a, a, a guy who can be that. So yeah, no doubt. All right, let's uh let's take a quick break as we have finish up our. Tournament Challenge Talk brought to you by our friends at Amigos Mexican Grill. Uh, three of the great locations, Spring Hill, Lewisburg, and Chapel Hill. When we come back, we will talk a uh, little Preds um, and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. One-stop shopping. That's why. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. What's up? 
<laughs> Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Nine minutes to the top of the hour, and we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. If you missed any part of today's show, it is available on our podcast, sm tnsportscom The podcast tab is available for you. You can listen to our special guests. You can listen to the first hour by itself, the second hour by itself, however you want to do it. We talked uh, a lot of hoops in that last segment. It was a lot of fun. Um, Real quick, before we get into other stuff, the NASCAR Food City Dirt Race will take place today at Bristol Motor Speedway. It was rained out yesterday, along with everything else in the state. Uh, (laughs) At 3 p.m. today, you can watch it on Fox, or you can hear it live right here on WKOM. Coach Mike will be on the board for that, too, won't you? Uh, Yes, man will be in that and uh, uh, running the board on that. We'll uh, look forward to that race. A little different race for NASCAR. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kyle Larson will start in the back of the field. I think he's going to have a tough time. So I think Christopher Bell is now the favorite to win that thing. If I'm if I'm a betting man, oh wait, I am. Um, should be fun though. Should be fun. They 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 certainly had their issues with the in the other races with the dirt and the mud flying up on the windshields. <laughs> yeah, dirt's one thing. It's the mud, mud that gets is mud. Yeah. Dirt be. blows away and eventually gets out of the way. Mud sticks, and yeah, the, uh, the it's mud hard to hard to clean off that windshield while you're going that fast. Yeah, no doubt. You, you you can't. You just can't do it. So they just had to. They stuck around and they'll race in Bristol today. Uh, last night, as I was kind of paying attention a little bit to Alabama, kind of paying attention to my uh, my eyelids on the way home. Um, you weren't driving, were you? I was not. Okay, cool. uh, Thank At you. least not from Trenton home. Um, the Nashville Predators have won seven of their last eight and are now in the playoffs if the season started today. Ended today. Ended. Sorry, ended today. Yeah. Which which reminds me, first of all, how about on on Friday, y'all not just y'all just not going to tell me I said Maurice Plant. Nobody said. <laughs> Hey, Chris, you said Maurice Plant. JP and Mo look at each other. They, they make a face. I'm listening back on the podcast. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth. I was sitting here trying to look at all these boards and, and, and bumps and slides. So that, that I'm editing right the podcast, actually, so. and I'm like, did I just say Maurice Plant? Yes, yes, you did. Yes, I did. I cut that part out of the podcast. It's not there. Uh, I thought it was funny. It was funny. I thought you should have left it in. <sighs> anyway. this, this is live radio. <laughs> God. Even on the podcast. That was ridiculous. Anyway. Speaking of being asleep, was that where that came from? I, I guess. Uh, I was trying to get everybody's name in. There was five people in the studio. <laughs> like Terry and JP and Coach and you and me. I was like, that Well, you, you did. You got five names in. <laughs> I, I, I did. Just I did. all Just kind of tangled up there. Sure. <laughs> you know, scratch that, reverse it like Willy Wonka. But anyway, the Predators 18, 17, and 1, which, by the way, is wild because, like, everybody in the league has, like, Five or seven overtime losses, and the Preds have one. Because <laughs> well, they've been losing in regulation. <laughs> but w- they win when they go to overtime. They only have one overtime loss. Every time they go to overtime, they end up winning, um, which is wild in itself. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how that works <laughs> out for the you. Preds, the Preds are the third best team in goals scored in, in the third overtime. period and beyond. They have scored 41 third-period goals this year, which is third best in the National Hockey League. Last night, they needed one from Roman Yossi, the captain, to get uh, after they gave up two third-period goals. Um, but uh, they, they they did, 
With about six minutes to go, Yossi finds the net, and uh, the Predators sweep the Blackhawks. And I think I saw a stat last night where the Preds have have scored a point against the Blackhawks in like 15 out of their last 17. So how many times? How many more times do they play the Blackhawks? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we need to play them a lot. Need to play them in the Red Wings. Yes, uh, we'll get the Stars in the next two at home, who are not playing well. So let's keep them not playing well. Yeah, let's let yeah let's let's keep them on the. On what the is that? Four list. straight now. Uh, five. Five straight. Five straight and seven of the last eight. And let's get the puck to Rocco Grimaldi. A lot. <laughs> What do you have? Five in two games last week. Yeah, dude w- has been just absolutely fantastic, and I am, I for one, am sitting here going, "Now what do you do?" Because three weeks ago I'm saying sell, sell, sell. Now I'm thinking, don't do anything. Don't buy. Don't sell. Let this team get you where it's going to get you. I I don't think you can buy because I I still don't think that this team short term is what this team is going to be long term i agree and a lot so, of young guys yeah so no just just kind of write this out and whatever happens happens and then selling doesn't make sense because the, the 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 salary cap is too low right but you know taking on extra salary or or retooling bringing in guys that the next general manager may not want on the roster because i think I think this has to be it for David Poole, regardless of what happens. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I'm just, I'm just excited that uh, that the Predators have at least made this season worth paying attention to. After yeah, because for about six weeks it wasn't. No, I mean we were literally sitting at eleven and sixteen two weeks ago. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, and and. Who knows? They could get into the playoffs and be a first round out again. So I, I asked, I said, somebody asked where the where this Predators team had been, and I said, I guess 2019. And he said, Oh, they're gonna uh, get they're gonna get bumped in the first round of the playoffs. I said, Well, as long as 2017 doesn't show up, yeah. But if it's 2017, this the team that went to the Stanley Cup playoffs, a lot of team, a lot of people forget was an eight seed. That was the last seed in the entire <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs. Made. The Stanley Cup Finals, the one-seeded Predators lost in the first round. So, therefore, we want to be the eight-seed, apparently. (laughs) We're here for that. That is where we live. That's where we want to be. You live right here. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Little, you know, don't be making the pizza. They got food there. No, you live right right here. (laughs) Little little hitch for Uh, you there. Man, that's a good movie. Don't ever do that again. That is a great movie. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, we again, I, I would love to see the Predators in the, in the playoffs. Whatever happens, happens. Just don't buy, don't sell. Ride it and let's go. I'm good with that. Sounds good to me. All right, that's going to do it for this uh, Monday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on the show. We invite you to interact with us on uh, Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Uh, visit our website for full coverage of high school sports and more on uh, sm-tnsports.com. We appreciate it. And I uh, hope that you guys have a great week. If, you, if you're if you getting out in high school sports, we hope to see you there as well. 
Uh, for Coach Mike and Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao. Who? Maurice Patton. Okay. Saying, have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>